Welcome to Vishing's Daily News. We'll be covering optimism, a glass half full, a state of Ethereum report, and on-chain gaming with user-generated logic. Let's get to it. On January the 19th, Masari published a research report titled Optimism, a glass half full. The following are the main contents of the report. Arbitrum now leads in TVL among L2s with 1.2 billion locked and a 63% share of total L2 TVL. Optimism is about half of that, with a TVL of 630 million and a 33% market share. The lead is even more meaningful because Arbitrum currently does not have a token or an incentive program. Optimism's OP token, on the other hand, contributes 25% of its TVL. Among optimistic rollups, Arbitrum is cheaper both for simple transactions such as sending Ethereum and more complex transactions like a swap on a decentralized exchange. Sending Ethereum and performing a DEX swap on Arbitrum costs only $0.04 versus $0.12 respectively on Optimism. The same transactions cost $0.12 and $0.18 respectively. Last major upgrade moved it from EVM compatible to EVM equivalent. With Bedrock, it hopes to move beyond EVM equivalent to Ethereum equivalents, implementing elements from modular vision of Ethereum. OP Labs expects Bedrock will make Optimism the cheapest optimistic rollup on Ethereum. Once Ethereum implements EIP-4844, transaction fees should further reduce on L2s. The key feature of Bedrock and its namesake is to build a solid foundation for future upgrades. It's the first upgrade working towards creating a modular stack that will allow plug and play of different consensus, execution and settlement environments, including zero knowledge proofs. It implements consensus and execution client separation like Ethereum, which will make support for EIP-4844 seamless to integrate. On January the 19th, Bankless published a research report titled State of Ethereum Report Q4 2022. The following are the main contents of the report. We're taking some time to reflect on the fiscal performance of the Ethereum blockchain the last three months of the year. These numbers compare performance from Q4 2022 to Q4 2021. Network revenue dropped 92.8% from 4.3 billion to 268.8 million. The USD value of Ethereum burnt fell 94% from 3.8 billion to 210 million. The Ethereum inflation rate decreased 101% from 0.364% to negative 0.004%. This metric measures the growth in supply of ETH over the course of the quarter. The declining issuance can be attributed to the reduction in emissions following Ethereum's transition to proof-of-stake, which was completed in Q3. As a result, the ETH supply was net deflationary in Q4. DeFi TVL fell 75.8% from $95.7 billion to $23.2 billion. The stablecoin circulating supply fell 5.7% from $90.8 billion to $85.7 billion. Liquid staking deposits increased 105% from $3.4 million to $7 million. NFT marketplace trading volumes fell 63.7% from $7.3 billion to $2.6 billion. The number of average daily NFT traders decreased 14.4% from 20,467 to 17,562. The nascent blue chip 10 NFT index fell 8.9% and 0.12% against USD and ETH respectively. L2 TVL decreased 29.2% from 5.8 billion to 4.1 billion. Arbitrum network revenue decreased 86.8% from 5.7 million to 749k. Optimism network revenue fell 63% from 2.5 million to 913k. 
The average monthly active addresses for Arbitrum increased 728%. The average monthly active addresses for Optimism increased 740%. This increasing address count can be attributed to the increased adoption of dApps on Arbitrum and Optimism. It is very likely also driven by the proliferation of OP incentive programs. There are numerous exciting catalysts for Ethereum heading to Q1. The most significant of these is a highly anticipated Shanghai network upgrade, which is currently slated to go live in March. Shanghai will enable withdrawals from staking and by fully de-risking staking is poised to unleash a flood of inflows into liquid staking protocols over the coming months. The L2 ecosystem is also set to see numerous exciting upgrades such as the launch of Bedrock, a major scalability upgrade for Optimism, as well as the possible resumption of Arbitrum Odyssey and the launch of the Arbitrum token. Ethereum is facing numerous challenges, but its future remains bright. On January the 18th, Curio published a research report titled Next Gen On-Chain Gaming with User-Generated Logic. The main contents of the report are as follows. Through on-chain social contracts, we can now expand the dimension of user-generated content and tap into the new realm of possibilities, user-generated logic. Until now, most people's impression of blockchain gaming was that it only helped to financialize the game. With Treaty, we want to demonstrate that financialization of assets is not the limit of blockchain gaming. A game at its core is built on a set of rules of physics that are agreed upon by all players. The simplest example of this is rock, paper, scissors, where each option wins or loses against the others. Complex games such as Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, or more commonly known as PUBG. However, due to the nature of game physics requiring universal consent, UGC has been limited in terms of players' creative potential. It is understandable that mods rarely live in the global game state, as players often don't have a full understanding of a game's mechanics. We believe that Treaty opens up a new frontier in game design by allowing players to build on top of game rules and mechanics through user-generated logic in smart contracts. This allows players to deploy different consensus models, social contracts that require no universal consent into the game. These models, which go beyond the traditional game physics, enable players to record their agreements on-chain and build upon each other's logics. Despite requiring no universal consent, these pieces of logic are directly hooked into the core game logic and executed permissionlessly, creating a truly decentralized and player-driven gaming environment. With this new frontier in game design, players are empowered to take on new roles and responsibilities in the game, such as becoming a central figure in a one and centralized governance model. For example, a player deploying their treaty can use it to make collateralized loans to other players. Players can then asynchronously agree to the loan terms. Additionally, through the ability to hook logic into core game functions, the lender can also whitelist certain players for a peace clause that disables them from attacking their nation. Players to expand the metagame in creative ways without impacting other players or breaking the underlying universal game physics. Players can also implement a voting-based DAO in their UGL. In the case of an economic sanction treaty, players in the treaty council can make agreements among each other and vote on rules of the sanctions, such as which nations to target, will be enforced in the transfer function of the core game. Similarly to the one-end model, no one else of the flow will be affected, making treaties maximally flexible. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to phishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Bishing Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.